Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Today I'm with Christopher Bath, who is the head of CRM customer data and analytics from Hugo Boss. Now, Christopher is a seasoned data expert and is helping the way that Hugo Boss approach their customer data in the right way. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Paul. It's good to be with you today. Tell us a bit about yourself in a few words to start with. So um, I'm uh, with Hugo Boss for the past uh, four years now um, and um, heading the CRM customer data and analytics department. Um, we've been coming a long way from a complete outsource process to a full insourcing um, over the last uh, four years. Before I uh, started with Yuko Boss, um, I, I was working on consulting side uh, for almost almost 10 years. Um, and. Um, yeah, I've been in, in different industries on consulting side before I uh, decided to to move sides and uh, wanted to see the real thing and wanted to work with data hands-on and actually be responsible for the outcome in the end. So where did your career working in data start? So it started um, in 2009, I would say, uh, when I made the move from sports sponsorships. I actually started, studied sports management um, back in the days. I did four years of sports sponsorships, um, and um, I had a desire to move uh, to something more concrete, more hands-on, more measurable uh, than sponsorships. Um, and I moved to consulting side. I uh, went through um, three different Omnicom CRM agencies, um, and uh, that's where my uh, data career started. So how has that evolved over time? Like, what have you seen there? So at the very beginning, um, back in 2009, when, uh, when I moved to Omnicom, um, it was mostly about getting hands uh, on customers' uh, data or on our clients' data and uh, making sure that uh, they understand the added value of, of why it does make sense to to work with data and um, what potential insights and potential um, uh, business business uh, opportunities we might find within data and over the over the years that has changed uh, logically um, dramatically um, to a point where um, trying to get hands on data um, was no was no question at all. Um, it was more managing the the broad uh, variety and, and and sheer volume of data. Fantastic stuff. So, what are you up to in the current role? In your own words. Wow, um, it's it's been an amazing journey um, for uh, for us uh, as a department. For me personally, um, when when I started. Um, in 2016, as I said, it was a completely outsourced model. Um, it was a team of a few people managing uh, an outside or two or three outside agencies. And we brought in the whole process uh, in-house. Uh, we built uh, the entire platform, all business processes, um, all uh, communication strategies, and all uh, touch points with our customers in-house um, over, over the last years. Um, I would say that um, about two years ago, so two years into that process, we were at a point where we were pretty much up to speed um, with um, with the competition. And ever since, it's been building on that on that platform and further evolving that platform to make 
our decisions smarter to become more automated, more personalized uh, than we have before. And now, naturally, of course, in the last couple of months, um, it was it was dealing with the crisis and dealing with the changed consumer behavior due to the crisis, which in a way was was um, benefiting um, us in 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 data in the data world, I would say, because um, immediately um, our main stakeholders realized that. That working with data, uh, having um, a touch point, having um, a, a communication line to their customers in the end is their lifeline. So our our um, our processes, our KPIs have been have been uh, back to uh, above 2019 levels uh, pretty fast uh, after the lockdown, and now it's basically um, preparing for the future and what um, this changed consumer behavior means um, for us within data um, in the next couple of, of years and months. Yeah, definitely agreeing about the, the impacts that COVID has, has had on, on the data world. I think people are seeing it as, as far more important. Um, what really interests you about working with data at the heart of it? It's, um, it's the fact that it breaks down a comple- complex business problem into smaller bits and pieces and can make any business problem um, more complex quantify any business problem and make it make it very much hands-on so so um, from the very beginning we've been we've been working on um, on a specific KPI tree logic to support our business metrics which basically breaks down each and every um, each and every business problem potential opportunity or threat um, into into smaller bits and pieces and in the end derives a very concrete objective, uh, marketing objective in most cases uh, for each of our stakeholders, whether it being online or each individual individual store or, or, or shop and shop or customer segment. So that's what I love about data that um, it makes it makes your business problem uh, tangible and uh, you can actually quantify what you need to achieve. And oftentimes, especially uh, in an industry like like ours, um, it breaks down a problem into a into a very digestible and uh, manageable uh, piece of work, um, where suddenly a big um, or or, um, or not so transparent business problem becomes becomes very uh, very much hands on. So, with all that in mind, then, how would you describe the way that Hugo Boss approaches data? Um, so from the very beginning, we've been very much focusing on, I would say, a data as the core of each of the business problems uh, processes uh, approach. Um, we've been spending um, a lot of our time and resources on building that backend platform uh, from from a, uh, building up a, a CDP-like uh, uh, structure. Um, to data governance and uh, analytics um, analytics capabilities. And based on that core, uh, I would say we are now in a position to um, to best tackle uh, the problems that, that we that we're facing uh, out there with changed consumer behavior because we, we did not from the get-go, you know, bet on um, this is the next fancy thing out there <clears throat> in terms of in terms of the consumer facing um, <clears throat> Either gadget or, or or some kind of feature that um, that might might be interesting for for a few months for consumers out there. Uh, we've been building a very flexible business platform uh, that allows us to personalize in a very automated uh, kind of way 
um, to, uh, to, to our consumers. And what I'm really interested to discuss is uh, previously you mentioned that the, the journey that Hugo Boss went on when moving from uh, more outsourced data to an in-house platform. Can you tell us a bit about that journey? You know, what were some of the best practices and common pitfalls that came out of that? Um, some of the things that were expected and unexpected? Sure. So um, when we started, I would say five years ago, and I, I, as I said, I, I joined the company about four years ago, I think the main, the main um, objective was to, uh, to take in um, the process um, and the platform that had been built outside. Um, and um, the first, the first uh, target was to rebuild uh, what our partners had built externally. And um, I would say that maybe nine, 12 months into that process, uh, one realized that um, there was no way uh, that it made sense to rebuild what, it had, what had been built before. So at this point in time, uh, we changed course uh, and decided to, to a very large degree, completely build uh, our platform from scratch and, and rebuild it. And we made a very painful uh, decision uh, to, to, to approach um, to approach the whole thing in a data first uh, kind of way, which meant that uh, we took months, uh, if not a year and a half, uh, trying to understand our data, trying to cleanse our data, trying to build data governance and, and data management processes um, that made us, made us realize that um, some of the things that, um, that uh, had happened before um, did not happen to the, the kind of standard that we were expecting. And also sometimes that um, data quality was not uh, to the level of, of what we expected. So uh, there was a lot of data cleansing, a lot of, um, a lot of deleting of, of data uh, happening in that period of time, um, which was a super painful process uh, back then. Um, but I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we went through this very difficult time because we now have a very, very clean database. I would say we are at 98% uh, cleansed uh, and, and valid data uh, for us to be used. Um, and, and this is, uh, in, in, in our words, this is just uh, hot data um, with highly engaged customers out there. And uh, that's, that's brought us to, to the level of flexibility and the level of success that we're seeing now. And I think it's very easy for, for data leaders to forget that, you know, the, the real business problem of uh, customer centricity. And it sounds like you, you guys really dealt with that well. What are some of the other major successes that you've achieved over your career? Um, I would say that um, what I have a passion for, um, for building uh, teams and structures and, um, and um, new approaches to, to things. And um, I want to leave um, a certain level of a, a, a way of working behind. And um, I think that uh, I, was, I was able to do that in my previous jobs um, on consulting side. Um, and I would also be confident in saying that um, we are building something very strong at Hugo Boss and uh, something that um, will be there to, to stay and uh, goes way beyond of, of, of just um, any of us personally being involved. Um, we're building a platform. We're bu building new business processes. Uh, we're changing the way that, um, that um, communication works. Uh, we're changing uh, customer journeys. We're changing the way that um, our retail colleagues work with their customers. 
um, and this is uh, hopefully there to stay. And I would say that is uh, probably uh, my passion and, and uh, one of the successes. And what role do you think that technology has to play in, in moving data forward? Uh, what effects do you think it will have over the next few years? It will have a huge, uh, huge role. Um, we're, we're constantly reviewing our um, system uh, platform. Um, we are, of course, hitting uh, new challenges with systems uh, running um, at the end of their uh, life cycle. Uh, tools to be replaced, um, tools that are currently hosted on-premise that need to move into the cloud, performance topics because sh the sheer volume of data is, 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 is increasing um, as we speak. Um, so technology will play a huge role uh, for us um, and it has uh, and it will continue to do so uh, in order to streamline uh, not only uh, our processes and, and uh, make sure that we can handle the volume of data and keep performance high enough to to drive personalization, but also, and that that's I think one of the one of the exciting parts is um, to make um, to, to to allow for centralized orchestration of customer journeys and especially centralized decision making uh, across all of our digital touch points. So I see that um, at least I mean, at least from my uh, area of responsibility, that is that is w what excites me. And where is the where is the industry going in terms of centralizing? Um, that decision-making process, which in many of the cases is, is currently still handled by, by, by many of the distribution systems, centralizing this um, not only for, in terms of journey orchestration, but also in terms of uh, the same uh, business logic for each of the touch points for each of the customers. That makes a lot of sense. And, and apart from the, the, the moving to an in-house platform, what would you describe as the biggest impact that you made on a transformation? I think we've um, we've turned data into a business lever. Um, we've moved. Um, the, the, we, first of all, we had to build trust. Of course, I mean, if I look back four years, um, our stakeholders were, uh, I would say, to a large degree, not so happy and not so confident in in, in data. Um, and as I said, we've been going through a very painful process of cleansing data and, and building up a new platform. Um, and um, and uh, and now we're at a point where uh, I feel a lot of trust. I feel a lot of um, demand for additional services, but in a positive way because they feel that um, what we what we've started uh, to do is, is starting to pay off. And and um, in simple terms, we've doubled the impact um, of of, um, of revenue that is generated. Uh, from data uh, and in the last in the last four years, and we're we're providing a substantial ratio uh, now um, of, of the overall revenue uh, revenue generated by the organization. Yeah, a fantastic journey, and I guess a big part of this is is actually leadership and, and getting this on board. How would you describe your own leadership style? Um, I. I would say that um, I like to I like to um, define the vision um, and help the team define the way to get there. Um, and um, depending on the maturity of, of the team, um, be more or less involved in defining that way, in defining the strategy to get there. Um, I would say that um, 
in the last four years, especially at Yoga Boss, the team has gone through a fantastic uh, learning journey, and um, they've uh, they've completely um, built um, a, a a new a new business process. And um, I would say that I need to be um, less and less involved uh, in some of the operational tasks and some of the. Uh, strategic decisions that the teams uh, are making and uh, I can now focus more on uh, more on what is what is out there for the next uh, let's say two to three years uh, looking into future and looking now into the changing consumer behavior so to answer your question I, I would I would describe myself as um, uh, I have um, I have a passion to define uh, what the vision uh, shall be um, two three four five years from now um, and then help the team uh, to get there uh, and help the team, of course, also to understand and, and convince the team that um, of, that the vision and how we want to get there um, makes sense and uh, also helps them to advance in their personal careers and helps, helps them to have uh, opportunities and perspective on, on, on what they like to do. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and just to, to add to that, uh, obviously, moving from outsourced data to an in-house platform is a huge task and, and it also in a more general sense, however. How do you engage and communicate senior leaders with, with, with data transformation or data projects? So um, I've, been, I've been taught um, that, um, that in, 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 our, in our industry, um, and it's, um, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, um, make yourself measurable and um, and um, provide reports and, and KPIs um, on your successes and your and on your failures because senior leadership will uh, will soon learn to trust you if you provide a full level of transparency um, and um, and that's what we've done from day one um, our in terms of the business KPIs our main objective was uh, to grow in volume to be able to support the business uh, in a relevant manner um, and um, ever since um, that volume um, is is relevant um, of course also um, the interest of senior leadership has has increased uh, substantially and uh, now it's it's about um, profitability it's about fish finding efficiencies um, we've built a profit uh, and loss statement for um, for the department so we're handling our business as a as a profit center uh, for now uh, and that's all based on the fact that uh, from day one uh, we've made ourselves measurable uh, in everything that we do and we've communicated those uh, KPIs and the development of our KPIs on a very continuous basis with senior leadership. Clearly doing a lot of really uh, interesting things and actually getting yourselves ahead of the game in, in, compared to a lot of other organizations. Where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement within Hugo Boss right now? Um, so if I, if I may, I would just speak for my area of responsibility. I think that the, the main question uh, for us uh, in fashion is um, where does the overall uh, industry develop and what role will data play outside of, let's say, more traditional CRM kind of processes? So considering things like uh, fashion 4.0, industry 4.0, um, and considering what that might mean uh, for customer data, um, that I think is is um, a very interesting and a, a very interesting question to be answered, and a huge opportunity for us at Yugo Boss because um, we have 
uh, in quite a range of, uh, of areas, we have a very compelling, um, compelling offering. Um, and we are, we have a huge footprint um, in terms of stores and, and store employees. Um, and of course, also a lot of customer touch points in a very interesting uh, customer segment. Um, and combining this with, uh, with basically our core business, which is which is tailoring um, is going to be very interesting now looking ahead into the developments around industry 4.0. And what do you think was the biggest mistake that you personally made during your career? Um, I would say that my biggest mistake um, was um, that when um, I started, uh, I might have uh, not listened uh, enough um, to to the people that were that were already there that had uh, been with the organization for uh, for quite a while um, and um, as I said I have a I have a strong um, passion for for defining a vision and how to get there um, I think I I um, unfortunately lost uh, a few very capable people along the way. Uh, because I might have not listened uh, enough to their point of views um, and uh, might have not uh, taken into account uh, their expertise uh, along that way. Um, so also coming back to the question of what is my leadership style, I think that was a big learning experience also for myself um, in the last couple of years, um, taking into account um, that level of expertise to a larger degree. And you touched on it earlier about the the organizational effect of COVID nineteen. How has that affected your own role personally? So, I mean, we've been working uh, remotely for something like six to seven months now. The entire team has. Um, we are a team of forty five people. Um, just if you take some externals into account, even fifty fifty five. Um, and um, it's a team, a very diverse team, uh, all kinds of nationalities. Um, I think we have 20 or 25 different nationalities. Um, and it's been, it's, been, it's been great to have these people uh, in one, uh, on one floor. Um, and uh, now it's great to have um, those people uh, all across the world because uh, many of them uh, of course, moved um, to be close to their families again, and um, and uh, in in that difficult period of time, and um, and 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 just you know allowing for that freedom, allowing for that level of trust uh, that people, regardless of where they are physically, um, will uh, contribute uh, to 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 our work and will contribute to our development process. Um, that has been. Um, I think the biggest change and it's amazing to see um, how good that has uh, worked out um, in the last six to seven months as I said um, I think we're um, we're performing better than ever uh, at the moment uh, even though uh, these times are difficult we don't uh, come to the office at all uh, or very very rarely uh, at the moment and um, I'm convinced that this is this is here to stay I'm convinced about the fact that um, we will continue to to work uh, as remote uh, as we have in the in the last six to seven months and with that in mind what's your top working from home tip it's a good question um it's my top working from home tip um you know 
what I've realized was that um, the whole home office thing, I did a lot of home office before already, but the whole home office uh, thing makes work and private um, time uh, overlap and um, it's, it's kind of a hybrid situation and you need to you need to protect yourself uh, in a certain way so um, I, I tend to set myself very clear um, end of day uh, times uh, and I try to schedule uh, some some time outside uh, either with my kids or, or in nature for myself um, so that it doesn't overlap uh, too much. Uh, I think that's my my main uh, my main home office tip. That I can give. Do you have a routine to separate the personal and the professional side of things? Um, as I said, I try to I try to set myself very uh, very clear uh, time limits. Um, of course, that doesn't uh, always uh, play out uh, if there's an emergency. Um, but over the last couple of years, I've learned to stop working um, on weekends. Um, sometimes I do slight preparation work on Sundays, but basically I've stopped working on weekends um, because simply I, I, I feel that I, I need that time. Um, and during the week, I try to be very, um, very um, disciplined in, uh, in, in, in having a daily routine to do something uh, for fun uh, every day because um, because um, it does it does blend in so much um, that you you stop realizing whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday uh, if if your main routine is just uh, you know moving from downstairs to upstairs um, every day. So I think that's that's what I try to try to do. And what's the best piece of advice you ever received? <laughs> I love that question. Uh, the best piece of advice that I ever received, actually, I, I would like to point out two things. Um, one is um, that uh, one colleague of mine once uh, told me that um, that she worked with Jan Tieriak. You know who Jan Tieriak is? Uh, he used to be uh, the manager of Boris Becker, famous German uh, tennis player. Um, and, and he once said, um, if they don't see it, they feel it. Um, and that was a great career advice for myself um, because uh, it simply taught me that you know it's not uh, it's not so much about uh, just making sure that it looks nice from the outside. Um, you need to be able to um, you know put your whole heart into it and um, and make sure that there's there's a, a lot of passion in the work that you do. Uh, and that you can convince uh, people from from the heart about um, the quality of your work and 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 the fact that you that you fully uh, are behind what you've done and that people start start to feel that level of authenticity and that level of confidence in the work that you do. So in the end, it's taught me that my work uh, is my product, and um, only if I have a passion for my work, um, it will also convince other people. Um, and the second thing um, was was very simple um, that um, it is always better to um, to admit uh, to any mistake that you've made uh, or any mistake that you're responsible for um, and take in that responsibility um, and uh, and stand up uh, for for yourself and stand up for the team because um, in the long run it will pay off uh, in the long run it builds a high level of trust 
uh, with people around you that um, uh, if you stood up for making one mistake here, they know that they can trust you uh, in the future. So what are you curious about moving forward, whether that's in data or outside of that? Um, I'm super curious about um, some of the changes uh, in, the, uh, in the production process and within the, within the fashion industry. Um, and in terms of data, I'm very curious to see what uh, blockchain technology will mean for us um, and how much of the, uh, of the well, well-known standardized processes uh, that will eventually change. Um, I'm very keen on, on trying to understand um, what that means for data economy and how we will be handling consumer data uh, in the future um, if there's such a high level of, of transparency and how data is used um, in the future. So th- that's, that's what uh, makes me very curious or, or yeah, keeps me, gets me up in the morning trying to understand what that means and, and potentially also finding business opportunities uh, for us as an organization. Who is your favorite thought leader or author again, if that's uh, in a particular space or more generally? Um, I don't, think that I have a particular person. Um, I've, I've um, tried to um, follow and read quite a lot about successful business uh, men and women out there. Um, and there's, there's quite a few people that have uh, impressed me. Um, I'm, at, this, at this point in my life, um, I'm looking more for, for people that, that guide me uh, in terms of my personal development um, and, um, and not so much in terms of uh, finding uh, a mentor for my, for my professional development. That's a, a really good answer there. Last question then. What advice would you give for aspiring leaders in data? Um, I think I've, I've, I've touched base on, on, on two things that I would like to, to say uh, already uh, earlier. Um, one thing would be um, start, with, start with the backend process, start with the data. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're responsible for anything that, that involves uh, data, start with the boring part. <laughs> start with understanding the data, uh, start with, with building that backbone. Um, before you, you know, worry about something that looks fancy on the outside. So invest your time and passion into, into understanding your data. And um, the second thing is make yourself measurable. Make yourself measurable, even if it hurts at the beginning. Um, I promise it will pay off. Um, it's, the, it's the nature of our business. We are measurable in basically uh, almost everything that we do. I would say there's very little that we can't measure. Um, and I've just learned that um, it turns any business discussion, any discussion with upper management uh, into a very different discussion if you have data to prove your successes or failures um, compared to if, 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 if you shied away from making yourself measurable. Great holistic advice from Christopher Barth, Senior Head of CRM Customer Data and Analytics at Hugo Boss. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure.